Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. It's so great to have you here with us on Monday, December 26th, 2022. Certainly hope that everyone enjoyed the holiday weekend, and we're excited to be back with you for another brand new edition of Locked On Blue Devils, a daily podcast devoted to everything going on in the life of Duke athletics. My name is JJ Jackson. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe and follow our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every day, we've got a new show coming your way. Watch us on YouTube. Subscribe on that platform as well. Your support means the absolute world. We're on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. As we take this time now to bring on one of my good pals, Donald Wine II from the the uh, Duke Basketball Report. He's joining us here on the program today. Donald, thanks for the time, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Hopefully everything is going well in your neck of the woods. Absolutely. Glad to uh, be able to talk a little Duke hoops with you. Anytime we can do that together, I've always had fun. Uh, with our conversations, Donald. So uh, on this Monday, we've got a mailbag set up. I've had several questions send in, or people uh, send in questions. I know you guys absolutely love doing mailbags from time to time there on uh, on DBR. It's just fun to know what the people are asking and, and kind of uh, shift the conversation in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun to hear from listeners and really, you know, it's at a certain point, like I know, JJ, you kind of get tired of hearing yourself talk about these exactly. things. You want to get other people's perspective. <laughs> no doubt about that. So let's just get right to it. A couple of questions to talk. A lot of Duke basketball conversations here. Uh, and one of the most popular questions uh, that we received on Twitter was, uh, what was the biggest key uh, why Duke lost to Wake Forest on Tuesday of last week? The first game that Duke had in a nine or ten day layoff. First ACC loss of the season for the Blue Devils. What do you think? Energy. It's it's the thing that keys everything. Um, you know, we had Kara Lawson on our show a couple of months ago, about a month and a half ago. Yeah. And one of the things that she has preached for the women's basketball team is that, hey, you may have a bad shooting night. You may have a bad defensive night. You may have, you know, some things just the ball not go your way. But energy can always be constant. And that was what was missing from that game. It was – and the energy kind of bleeds into everything that you do. Our defense was lethargic because we didn't have the energy. Our offensive rebounding wasn't there because the energy wasn't there. Our, you know, defensive rebounding, just grabbing loose balls, you know, being sharp on, you know, taking care of the basketball. All those things are because our energy just wasn't there. And, you know, I know that there were guys sick. We were missing Lively and uh, Whitehead uh, that night. I know some – the rumor is that other guys on the team were not 100%. But that energy right. – just, you know, we're in the ACC. Energy has to be there every night because if it's not, as we've seen, any team in the ACC can beat you. Yeah, I think that's great. But, you know, we talked about that loss a little bit last week, and, and we mentioned the guys out and Derek Whitehead and Derek Lively the second. I really like what uh, Connor O'Neill was saying on last week's show after the loss from Devils Illustrated, kind of talking about those two players in particular really factor into what Duke is trying to do at the end of the year. But at this point in the given season, it's not like they've had the grandest of impacts on the squad so far. Duke's played games without them already this year and won basketball games. And so I do like that. I really do think the energy could have improved from Duke in order to get that win. First true road game as well, uh, the layoff and, and just 
a bad combination of things for Duke to have that first loss in the ACC against Wake Forest. All right, how about uh, our next question? Who needs to have a big impact in order to uh, beat Florida State in the upcoming basketball game? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned White. I mentioned Whitehead and Lively. Them being back and healthy will help because I do think, right. especially on defense, Lively uh, brings a dynamic that changes how offenses approach our defense, right? They're not just going to go straight to the rack. They're going to have to figure out how to get shots over him. And because of that, they're going to miss more shots. We're going to get more rebounds. And again, that energy hopefully will translate to the offensive end. I think the guy that I think needs to have a big impact is Tyrese Proctor. I think in the games that we've had Tyrese Proctor play well, whether it be distributing the ball on offense, shooting the ball well, uh, playing good defense. If he's on, then our team is a lot better. Um, And yes, there's obviously a lot of components to our our team, both on offense and defense. But I think Tyrese Proctor having a good game will make the biggest impact because, it's again, it's a dynamic that I don't think that Florida State can match. Yeah, I I certainly do agree because you think about this Florida State team and, and what they've, I mean, obviously it's a down year for the Seminoles in years past. They're so big. I mean, what a big basketball team. Uh, They are always so large. Uh, And so then you think about the bigs for Duke, and you think about somebody like even Kyle Filipowski, who Mm -hmm. one could argue is coming off his worst game that he's played so far in a Duke uniform. And so I think if he's back right, that's a massive impact in this basketball game. Uh, But I think Proctor's a good selection as well. Yeah, and and Kyle Filipowski, you know, we'll talk about him in a second, but – you know, just the fact that he you know, preseason, they weren't talking about him doing much for this team, at least from a you know offensive standpoint. And on defense, they said he'd be a liability, and he's been neither. Uh, right. You know, save for the Wake Forest game, he's been you know probably the best player uh, that we've had consistently this year. Uh, so yeah, hopefully, just you know that game against Wake, like everybody else, hopefully it's just an aberration, and and we get to see the real you know Kyle Filipowski once again against Florida State. That's certainly the goal. Uh, we've got more questions to answer on this Mailbag Monday of Lockdown Blue Devils, and we'll do that after our first time out here on the program. Mailbag Monday, your questions are always welcome. Send them to us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils or by sending us an email, LockdownBlueDevils at gmail.com. Our show today is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is outstanding, and it's your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football, we're getting so close to the NFL playoffs, to college football bowl season that's ramping up, basketball, and so much more. We've got it all at Bet Online. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Moving forward here on today's episode, of Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm JJ Jackson alongside Donald Wine II from Duke Basketball Report. Uh, we're doing a mailbag Monday today, uh, and we got another question here. Tom sent us a message on Twitter. Uh, what is the most troubling thing from Duke's start to the season? I think it has to be the shooting, namely three point shooting, but also two point shooting. And that's where I would go. Yeah. It, it, the shooting, I mean, that's the thing that we thought was going to come alive in this team that we had, you know, guys like Jaden Shoot could shoot the three, Tyrese right. Proctor could shoot the three. We've seen Jeremy Roach hit the three. And, you know, even guys like Kyle Filipowski and Dariq Whitehead have been known to do well from beyond the arc. And that just hasn't happened yet this year. Uh, but really, for me, the most troubling part of the shooting has been the two point shooting. 
if you don't have good three point shooting, at least you should have two point shooting kind of, you know, overcome that. And, you know, in previous years, we, we've been blessed in the last few years to have guys like Mark Williams and Zion Williamson who are going to hit 70% of their shots. <laughs> and, and that helps our team percentage get closer to 60% from two point percentage, as opposed to right now, where I think it just barely is over 50%. And that's been very recent for the most of the season. It's been under 50% from two point range you have to hit more than 50% of your shots inside. So you really, like I said, want to be in the 60, 65% range because that's going to put more pressure on the defense to try and pack in. And that gives you more opportunities to shoot threes outside uncontested threes. We haven't seen that. And because of that, all of our shooting is down because, you know, guys don't really have to respect the inside game. They don't have to respect the outside game. They really just have to key in on a couple of players. So, I'm hoping that's going to improve as the season goes along, but the shooting has been probably the thing that we thought was going to be the most elevated, and it's been the one that's come up short. Uh, that is exactly the direction I was going to go. I, I think so often when we talk shooting, we want to go to that three-point line, but it's critical to take care of the shots around the rim, close to the rim, and certainly there are some guys that have held up their end of the bargain, right? I know a lot of people really want to highlight uh, Derek Lively, 18 of his 21 makes this season have been dunks. Pretty easy to make those shots uh, when you're that close to the rim and that sort of thing. But even some of his extended game hasn't necessarily been there. Proctor's three-point percentage, as you mentioned, would have thought it would have been higher at this point of the year. And I do think that's trending in the right direction. I love when you see the free throw percentages and to see somebody like Proctor over 90% it's like, mm -hmm. okay, the, the numbers are going to fall at some point. He is a good shooter, just off to a slower start, right? I don't know that um, we've had the biggest of impacts in the last few weeks from someone like Jacob Grandison, Donald, with his shooting from the outside. And, and Especially so, in the corner. Yeah, you know. no doubt about that. And, and at this point of the year, if you would have told me Mark Mitchell would be kind of the most reliant three-point shooter, I don't know how to feel about that, right? And they're always – Wanting to let you know how kind of a flat drive shot he's got, mm -hmm. uh, but it's going in right now for sure. Yeah, and in against Wake Forest, he was two for three, and, and like all of them looked like they were you know throwing darts at a dartboard. But hey, <laughs> if you hit the bullseye, you hit the bullseye. So uh, again, it, I think if Mark Mitchell can improve his shot, and it seems like it's a work in progress that the team is kind of working with him to try and elevate the arc of the shot to make it more traditional. Uh, but guys like Jaden Shute coming off the bench, if he can come in and be kind of a, a microwave of sorts from beyond the arc, Jacob Grandison from the corner, last year hit 60% of his threes from the corner. And we were thinking, okay, he's just going to park himself right there and just hit those all day long. If he can get back to that and, and put these guys in positions where they're making baskets from the places that they want to shoot from, then that's really going to help this team. But it's, it's going to, it seems like it's going to be a work in progress. Yeah. Uh, Mailbag Monday here got a two part question from Tom. So that was the most troubling thing. What about the most encouraging thing from Duke's start to the season? Just three losses for the Blue Devils so far this year. I've talked a lot about rebounding and some of the defensive numbers to the start of the year. So where do you want to go with this, Donald? The most I encouraging thing. I have two things. One is the defense. The, okay. the fact that it's come along so quickly. I think we were we were thinking it was going to be, uh, you know, the defense awesome was going to gonna carry. Yeah. But the, it's been very, very good. I mean, especially I think until Wake Forest, no team had shot their average in points 
on the year. Even Purdue, when they you know blew us out of the water, did not match what they were doing in points right. all, all year. So that's really good. I think the real big surprise as well has been the emergence of Kyle Filipowski because, like I mentioned, before the season, no one thought he was going to be the guy. And he has been the guy for Duke so far this year, you know, averaging a double-double uh, or close to a double-double. Again, the first I think the first time he was under double figures and points was that Wake Forest game. So he's been very, very good and, and become a focal point of the offense, which is something that I didn't think we'd see. I think we imagined it'd be Tariq Whitehead, maybe, you know, Tyrese Proctor, maybe even, you know, Jeremy Roach right. being the focal point of the offense. But no one thought it was going to be Kyle Filipowski. So his emergence has been super, super great. It's been really fun to watch for sure. And like I said, the rebounding as well. I know that uh, some people in the basketball community love to kind of stare at the Kim Palm stats that are out there and every single day, it's going to fluctuate back and forth depending on who's played recent games and that sort of thing. But still, for Duke to consistently be one of the top offensive rebounding teams in the entire country and cleaning up the glass on the defensive end of the floor, I mean, that feels like a staple of Roy Williams' UNC teams over the last decade plus. So to see Duke getting these rebounding numbers, again, from a lot of newcomers this year and getting second chances, that has certainly helped cover – some of the shooting percentages that have been a little bit troubling so far. More yeah, shots, more opportunities for it to go in. Yeah, and more times to demoralize the opposition, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we've been in the on the Fair, receiving yeah. end of those where someone gets the ball two, three, four opportunities and they finally lay it in and you're just gassed. That's what we've been doing to teams is getting that second opportunity, putting in second chance points, doing a lot in the paint. Or, you know, again, at the end of games when it's been kind of close, we're getting an offensive rebound and we're able to drag 20 more seconds off the shot clock uh, and off the game clock. So I think those things have been very, very successful. And uh, I think the rebounding, we thought it would be there. I just sure. didn't think it'd be in that kind of form. We thought Ryan Young would be a good rebounder. But again, we didn't think Kyle Filipowski was going to bring double doubles to the table every night. Yeah. What a what an added bonus that is for sure. So uh, we've got a few questions left to go and we'll do that after our final timeout here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Our show today is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. There's one way to do that, LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors because they have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, I'm J.J. Jackson alongside my buddy Donald Wine. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Donald. And that kind of inspires this next question that we've got here. It's always good to be festive in the questions you receive and uh, kind of theming this around Duke basketball if there was to be a few things on the Duke basketball holiday wish list, what would that be? 
I think the uh, we we actually do this segment every year on our show as well. So uh, I, I think the blanket one is you know continued health for everyone, right? Let's make sure we get through the season healthy and and really first have and a foremost. full team. Yeah. First and foremost, I think that's a given, right? So we we usually try to throw that out because that's easy. Um, but for me, I think it's you know we talked about the shooting, more three point shooting, uh, improved three point shooting is what I'm wishing for because I think that's a dynamic of this team that we haven't seen yet. Um, that's the one part probably that we haven't seen is a, a game where we just go off and everyone's like, oh man, all these three seem to be going in. And that's something that, you know, Duke Blue Devil teams have been known for, uh, right. you know, for the last 30 years is, hey, they're going to kill you from beyond the arc. And that hasn't happened recently. I think if we get to that and we can improve our three-point shooting, we'll be a really, really good basketball team come the end of ACC season leading into March. I'm looking forward to seeing how well those shooting numbers can improve as Duke steps into kind of conference play, goes deeper into it, uh, on the wish list, trying to find the best way to mesh all of these talented guys together because we really haven't seen that at this point in the season is going to be big. And to see those guys get back and playing at their full potential as well, right? This team is so talented, Donald. We just haven't seen the sum of all the parts come together quite yet. Absolutely. I think we've seen, again, individual performances from a lot of great people. Uh, you know, six different guys have led the team in scoring uh, this year already, one of them being Jalen Blakes, which again, that one coming. we haven't talked <laughs> about him yet. But Jalen Blakes is the fact that he's been uh, so great as that backup you know, point guard on that second unit has been awesome um, to see just that trajectory that he has had over the course of this season so far and, and continues to, to grow and prosper. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everyone having an opportunity, it's great that everyone's had an opportunity to kind of lead the team. Now we want to see, okay, how can we put all this together where all these guys have a good game at once? What, what happens when that, when we get that, you know, just melting pot of success? Yeah. Can't wait to see what happens because I, I think it's going to be trouble for the opposition if you can get everything rolling. So last question here today, on this uh, Mailbag Monday, a question about the ACC, the conference as a whole. Very fitting uh, because Duke is only going to play conference games for the remainder of the year. And so uh, the question comes on Twitter from Kendra, who asks, what is the current kind of hierarchy of ACC men's basketball? What stood out to you so far, Donald? I think, you know, Virginia is very good. Very, very good. Um, I think they're probably – the team that everyone needs to look up to right now. Uh, and then after that, you kind of have a group of teams that probably include uh, Duke for sure, you know, right. maybe UNC, Miami, you know, even a Virginia Tech um, who has some good parts. They just haven't put it all together yet. I think obviously throughout this, the, the non-conference season, we've seen a lot of bad losses from teams in the ACC. Um, and, and, and I mean, all the way up and down uh, the board. I mean, Louisville, uh, start finally getting a couple of wins. Maybe yeah. that helps their confidence, but um, they've had a, a real struggle this season. Florida state, as we mentioned, has had a real struggle this season, but you know, everyone turns it on for ACC. I mean, er, like we talk about uh, the winning of the big 10 challenge uh, was great, especially in this final year. We can hopefully these teams that are going to be on the bubble come March can use that and say, Hey, look, you know, we're in the ACC. You're saying the big 10 is the, maybe the best conference in the country. Well, our conference just beat, you know, beat them back in right. December in this competition. And we, we helped with that by beating insert team. So I think the hierarchy, if you're looking at the top, it's, it's Virginia followed by a group of Duke, UNC, Miami, and maybe Virginia tech. There's also, you know, some teams that could elevate themselves as the year goes along, 
but that's what the beauty of ACC season is, is that someone's going to step up and maybe some of these teams that are at the top, maybe they regress a little bit. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, it's, you sit here and you forget all the teams that are in the conference from time mm-hmm. to time when having this discussion and that sort of thing. Uh, we've already seen Duke play Boston College. I think you could kind of put them on the back half down there with uh, Florida State and Louisville so far this season. Wake Forest has definitely been um, a positive, I think, bouncing back and picking up the win in which they had uh, under Steve Forbes. He's really getting that program rocking and rolling. And then Kevin Keats, we're five or six years now into the NC State experience for Kevin Keats, which is wild how fast time goes. Uh, And it feels like they've got their best team that they've had under him in quite some time. So I do think the middle of the pack kind of in the league is also going to be uh, much improved this season. And again, in the conference, you'll see everybody. So uh, it's coming Duke's direction. No nights off in the ACC. (laughs) It's that simple. Pretty simple indeed. Oh, man, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, All of your questions, we love answering them, always compiling them for the next version of Mailbag Monday on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils or send us an email, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com. I've been here today with Donald Wine, the second from Duke Basketball Report, uh, which I could say I absolutely have loved that podcast for many, many, many years. Donald, tell us a little bit about it and what you guys are up to these days. Yeah, it's we're uh, 470 something episodes in already over eight years. We just celebrated our eighth anniversary. Um, can't still can't believe that we have people who listen to us on a regular basis. But it started off as three of us kind of talking about basketball <laughs> and just kind of recording it and putting out for our friends to watch and listen to. And and here we are. But it, it, we have a lot coming. You know, we've done some interviews. Obviously, we have the military bowl coming up on Wednesday. Uh, I'll be at that game. But we. Uh, recently interviewed the uh, uh, guys are from our sister SBN blog uh, for UCF uh, to kind of get a preview of that game. And then once we hit January, it's basketball season. We're, we're rolling and it's going to be, you know, episodes are going to come hard and fast. So uh, DukeBasketballReport.com. We have a forum um, that you guys can join as well. It's free to join that. And also on Twitter at DBRSBN. Uh, keep it locked with us, just like you do with Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Check it all out. That's for sure. Donald, thank you so much for the time again. It's been a lot of fun catching up, buddy. Hey, man, happy holidays and a happy new year to you if I don't talk to you before then. That is Donald Wine the second, and he's joining us here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. What a fun show that was. Send us your questions for the next installment of Mailbag Monday and stay with us throughout the week. As he mentioned, big week with Duke football taking on UCF in the Military Bowl. Basketball back in action coming up on Saturday. That's going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you and good day.